the grind of sports media, how they got there. This is a brand new segment that I've kind of come up with, created, and, you know, talked to a lot of good people in the sports industry. And, and you know, whether it be writers, anchors, uh, radio hosts, you know, fantasy people, it doesn't matter, anybody. I just love to hear the stories. And, and I, I remember talking to you a little bit about your story on the last show that we did, and I really wanted to dive into it a little bit deeper. And so my, 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 my listeners and your listeners also, the, and people that follow you, can really get an understanding of where you really came from and how this whole thing uh, came about. So w- let, let me ask you this right off the jump. Where did the journey begin? When did you know you wanted to get involved in, in sports and in media and fantasy? Was there a specific moment in time that you can remember saying, like, aha, like the light just kind of went on for you and you're like, this is what I want to do? Yes, there was actually a very specific moment where I was on a plane and I was reading a magazine and in the magazine it talked about a guy whose job was playing daily fantasy baseball. And right when I read that, I just thought, that's a job? Well, if that's a job, then I want to do it. Uh, And so I just kind of set out, like I I landed that plane and I looked up uh, different ways to start learning more about it and I found some books uh, about baseball stats that I could start reading uh, and so I just, that's how I got started with it. And I just kind of ran with it from there. And I was fortunate enough to have a lot of success right away, uh, which doesn't always work out. And then I just was able to build on those uh, kind of formulas and tactics that I created in the beginning and, and just keep growing from there. So how old were you when this plane moment happened? Uh, that was probably three and a half, four years ago now. I think I had just turned 18. Just turned 18. So so that may, would make you 21 right now, 22? Correct. Yeah, 21. All right. All right. Well, congr- you know, happy birthday. Uh, your late belated birthday, I guess. You know, my brother actually just turned 21, <laughs> too. So, um, yeah, that that's awesome, man. And, and you're still at UNC. Are you going to be a senior this year, upcoming? Yeah, yeah. I'm a rising senior. So I'm graduating with a degree in sports management uh, ne- in next May. Uh, and then I'm a adult that has to – do stuff in the real world, so well, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, man, you, you seem to do a good job with this fantasy stuff, and, and you seem to be making some money with it, and you, you seem to kind of have this, this website and, and this corporation going a little bit. Uh, you know, how did you know, the Daily Fantasy Insiders come about? Like, I know you said you had that moment on the plane. How did you go about getting people involved and, and just believing in the vision that you had and this idea that you had that it would actually work out and that you believed in it enough. Yeah, so the idea for the company kind of stemmed from my own dissatisfaction with the existing products out there. I didn't really feel like there was all that much of a community of DFS players out there um, that I really wanted to be a part of, and so I thought I'll just create my own. Uh, and, And I wanted more strategy and more ways to learn how to get better rather than someone just telling me, pick this this lineup. Uh, and so our goal from the start was we never wanted to provide people with a full lineup. We wanted people to have to make some of their own decisions and, and really feel like they were responsible for their team doing well at the end of the day. So that's kind of the goal we started off with and that we've maintained throughout the whole process. That's awesome. Again, we're talking with Justin McMahon here on the word with G. So how did you go about getting people to believe in your idea and, and how did you go about recruiting people to help you out with this idea and to kind of kickstarting it and getting it going? Well, it was a huge advantage to be on a college campus, especially one that is so passionate about sports. Uh, being in Chapel Hill, it was, it was real easy to recruit guys for the vision. I mean, 
everyone loves fantasy sports already. So to say, do you want to come write about fantasy sports uh, and build this company with me? Uh, it was a pretty easy sell. Um, we have people reach out to us all the time asking if they can write for us pro bono. Uh, and so it, it's definitely, that's one of the upsides to this industry uh, or any sports industry really is that there's, there's always a plethora of applicants for any position that you need filled. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. And like you'd mentioned, you know, college kids and, and yeah, I'd say the Tar Heels are kind of important in the sports world, whether we're talking basketball, baseball, uh, maybe a little bit of football. Mitch Trubisky kind of put them hey, on yeah, the map we're a little getting, bit. We're getting there. We're getting Last there year. in football. Give us time. Give us time. <laughs> well, first of all, let me interject this a little bit. Since you did go to UN, you, you do go to UNC, and, and I'm sure you've seen Mitch Trubisky you know, play before, obviously, and, and maybe even go and watch him yeah. in person. Did you think that was a good idea for the Bears to kind of move up to get this guy? Do you believe in him? As I know you, you might know have a little the, bias here. You're looking at it through your baby blue glasses, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the Bears to go get him, I thought was a good decision. I didn't think it would have been very smart for a team with no quarterback at all and no offense to go take him and expect him to be ready to go. I don't think that he is ready to go game one of 2017 season, but they have Mike Glennon. Uh, and so I don't think they're going to force Mitch to start right out of the gate. I think he can develop into a really good pro quarterback, but I just, I don't think he's there yet. I was a little surprised when the college football season ended and I saw his name projected as possibly number one. I think everyone on campus was pretty surprised by that. Um, but I do think <laughs> that the bears can, can make it work. Uh, if they give him a little time to develop, I like I like him a lot. I'm not going to say it's a bad pick, but uh, I think he does need to develop. Yeah, and and I remember you telling me that you were high on uh, Kevin White, I believe it is, uh, for the Bears too. So those guys can kind of be together on the Bears, and and I mean, hopefully Kevin White can stay healthy and he can kind of start to really show through because that dude is a, an athletic freak. Yeah, I think if he gets healthy, he'll be so good. Hopefully he and Mitch can work together and, and be the future of that team. Maybe they'll grow you together know who's really, as a pack. You know who's really doing well is uh, Ryan Switzer. He's so lucky he got drafted by the Cowboys because Dez is really taking him under his wing. And I, I, I heard he's really, uh, he's really enjoying working with Dez, and they're getting along really well. Well, that, that's awesome. I mean, Dez is a really passionate guy, so I, I could see how being his teammate – would probably be a good thing because he, he genuinely, you know, he cares almost too much uh, sometimes with right. his, with his emotional outbursts and, and everything like that. But let's get back to the fantasy and, and, and the stuff that you do specifically for your website and for the company. Just talk a little bit about what you do specifically with this company day in, day out, whether it be writing articles, um, you know, talking to your writers that you have writing for you, talking to your, you know, your other uh, upper management people about how you're running the site, how we make it better and improving, just kind of what you do overall for the site. Yeah, so so I know it's a little bit of a cliche line that a lot of people say, but there's really no two days that are exactly the same. I'm always dealing with uh, dealing with different things every single day. Um, but the, the kind of a standard day would be uh, if it's baseball season, I'm looking at some of the baseball stats. I'm working with our baseball writers. Whoever's on that day, I'm working with them a little bit that day, making sure that they're on the right track, that they're going to get their stuff done on time. Um, and then I just kind of sign off on the picks usually, just make sure they're the guys that I would want as well. Um, and then I usually am 
doing kind of marketing stuff on different social media platforms. I'm calling people, trying to set up meetings to get new opportunities for the company. And you really have to do a lot of meetings and calls uh, with a lot of different people before anything really works out. So it's just there's a lot of things that people never see and that never really comes to fruition um, that I end up spending a lot of time on. Um, but then every now and then we get something um, that maybe some people aren't even aware of. Um, but it's just kind of, it's a lot of just random things here and there. When you're the person that's like responsible for pushing the company forward, uh, you always have to be thinking about like one step ahead, what's the next thing we need to do. Uh, so it's something that most people probably don't realize is happening, but you're always trying to spend time every day thinking about how to push the company forward. Yeah, man, you always got to be ahead of the curve. That's that's definitely huge in this industry. If you can get out in front of something before everybody else does, everybody's going to flock to you because, hey, you're the first one that's done it. Uh, and I think you guys are kind of changing the game a little bit. You guys are doing things a little bit differently, like you said, than what you saw everybody else doing. You saw everybody else out there doing this thing one way, Daily Fantasy, and you're like, okay, I want to try to do it a different way to give the user a different experience. And I think that's really cool that you, you know, as an 18-year-old kid had this idea to kind of come up with something like that and put it together and recruit a whole team and a, and a whole company, basically. Um, and if you want to follow Justin, you can do so on Twitter, at Justin McMahon. And, yes, I did get your name right from the beginning this time, as I was you calling did. you. Uh, I believe it was Mahan last time or, or McMahon or something like that. Um, but uh, and I figured out at the end, and I think Gruen texted me, and he was like, you're saying his name wrong or something like that. So I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, so classic let's Gruen. see. You, you, I know, classic Gruen, man. He's, uh, he's all over the place. But, um, it, it, and, again, if you want to check out the website, it's dfiuniversity.com. And talk about some of the stuff you, you do with that and maybe some of the new stuff that you have coming up. Because I remember, you know, we were talking a little bit offline. We were texting back and forth, and you were telling me about these war rooms that you guys are going to have, these chat rooms. Um, I, I remember you hooked me up with the cheat sheet last year, which was awesome, you know, for football. I remember on my CBS show I used to reference that a lot and, and utilize the information that you guys provided with you know, paying customers, obviously, um, you know, that was, that was huge for me in my own fantasy, uh, kind of stuff. Cause I wrote for fan, I wrote for uh, CBS last year, fantasy football wise, I did a piece. Um, and, and I always enjoyed your information and I would always check in with you guys. Um, and just, you guys just have different various deals for members and stuff like that. Talk a little bit about the war rooms and all that other stuff that you guys have on the website. Yeah. So, so one thing that I kind of, I really took a page out of the old Steve Jobs uh, playbook in the beginning where uh, he always was trying to think of what the, what is the next product that will destroy the product that we already have now. And so they would come out with things that would cannibalize their own products just to keep pushing the industry forward and stay one like ahead of the curve, like you were saying. Um, and so when we yeah. came out with our chat rooms, right away we started working on the next thing, um, which we've been working on for almost a year now, and it's, it's almost done. We should be done with it in the next week or two. And um, and we've been that close a couple times, and then something would crash. But uh, hopefully all I can do is trust the IT guys, and they're telling me that uh, a week or two from now we'll have the war rooms. And so that is like uh, the chat room on steroids. And so that's going to be – it's totally interactive, uh, just like the chat room where you can talk back and forth with the insiders. But everything will be logged. And you'll be able to search through and see all the old posts in a much more organized way than just scrolling through a chat room. And after you've read each thing, you can hide that post. And so that post will no longer appear in your feed. 
uh, and you can go through and see everything that's been written. The header will be pasted at the top of the page, um, and it should be a much better way of doing things um, that'll that'll keep everything much more organized. And ultimately, we want to try to reduce how much time each of our users has to spend on the site to get all the information. A lot of companies are thinking about how do we keep users on our site longer. We want to get you all the information that you need as quickly as we can. Uh, and so that's what this new innovation should help us do. Dude, that is that is phenomenal stuff because I think you're you're playing to this what society is nowadays and it's it's a microwave society. People don't want to spend uh, you know, a, a ton of time on a website looking and searching and trying to gather information. They want what they're looking for, and they want it, like, at a snap of a finger. And I think you guys with these war rooms are really going to, you know, provide that for the users, and, and I think that's so cool. And is this, you know, these chat rooms and these war rooms, are these something where the users can chat with maybe you guys or chat with other users, or is this strictly just to kind of find information, streamline it, and get it quicker? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of either way. A lot of people just end up spectating the chat. Uh, and so we thought, you know, if you're not really going to engage and ask questions, which is totally fine, um, but we think the experience would be better for you in this new format. Um, and so the people who are asking a question every 30 seconds, they probably would prefer the chat room. But what we found that when we kind of researched our own customers is that probably 90% or more are asking one, two, or zero questions uh, on each slate. And so all of those people would be so much better off having it the way that we have it now uh, or that we're about to have it with the war rooms. And so it'll definitely cater to the people who want to get the information quick and they want to see everything and they don't necessarily have a ton of questions. But for the people who do have a ton of questions, they can ask away and our, our insiders will be in there uh, before every slate answering all the questions that are there. Um, and they can answer each other's questions, and they can even comment back on what we've said. And so one thing that's better about this in the chat is and if you ask a question in the chat, we give our answer, and then someone else quickly asks a question, and all of a sudden we're on to something else. But with this, it's going to keep each thread kind of organized by itself. So you might ask a question, we answer it five minutes later, and you go do something else, and you come back in ten minutes, you can ask a follow-up question to that, and it keeps it all organized uh, so that it doesn't get kind of lost in the shuffle. Nice. I like that. Again, talking with Justin McMahon here on the word with G here on Sunday night. Appreciate him being with me. Uh, you know, and I can just, you know, Justin, I can tell from just, you know, asking you these questions and just listening to you talk about this stuff that you're just so passionate about it and that you really love it and you love being able to help these people and come up with a different way to go about getting them information into kind of getting them and putting them in the best possible position daily fantasy wise, or just fantasy in general wise to be successful day in and day out. For you personally, what's your favorite aspect of running this company and this site and, and everything like that? Is it interacting with people? Is it trying to figure out new ways to kind of get them information? Is it just the writing that you get to do all the time? And, and or is it kind of managing everybody and, and your staff and kind of just running the company as a whole? You know, I definitely I love almost all of those things that you just said. Um, I'd say my favorite part is just is getting to interact and, and meet so many other passionate sports fans. Uh, all the people that work for us, I really enjoy uh, working with, and, and they make such a great team. And then our customers are they're passionate sports fans. They love talking fantasy sports, um, and when things go poorly, uh, they're uh, obviously they can get frustrated. Uh, understandably, but most of the time we have such a good time together and uh, what other customers and all the guys that work in our team, 
uh, we all just interact and talk sports and we have a good time. And so that's kind of what I set out to build is this fun community where I can gather all the sports fans from around the country and talk to them all at once. Uh, and so this has kind of allowed me to do that. So that's kind of been the most fun part for me is just getting to meet all these other passionate fantasy sports fans that there's really no way I would have met all these people uh, if it wasn't for Daily Fantasy Insider. Yeah, my man's got, you know, 24.6 thousand followers. So, I mean, you've got a ton of people on there where I'm sure that probably wouldn't be if you didn't, you know, have this going on. I'm sure you interact with a lot of your followers and things like that uh, on Twitter and, and whatnot. So, you had mentioned that sometimes things don't always go the user's way or the people who follow you's way. You know, maybe because we know fantasy, especially football and things like that, even in baseball, it's it's really hard to to kind of quantify these things and and to get them exactly right. You're not going to get everything exactly right the way you want it uh, all the time because otherwise we'd all be millionaires and we'd all have a bunch of money playing daily fantasy and all that stuff. Right. So somebody has to lose. So what happens? Have you ever had like a bad experience with somebody who lost? and was really upset with you guys or anything like that? Yeah, you know, sometimes we have people who sign up who they weren't coming from fantasy sports already. They were joining because they thought, this is an opportunity to make a bunch of money. And people who sign up for DFI and they've already played fantasy sports before, great experience and no problems. Um, But we've definitely had some players who they really didn't know what they were getting into at all. Um, and they just signed up and thought, I want to win thousands of dollars. Um, and so then right away when they lose, they get really frustrated. Uh, and, and obviously, especially in sports like baseball, uh, it's such a high volatility game. I mean, you could lose two or three days in a row, even with the best picks. I mean, you could truly make the right picks and lose um, in baseball all the time because a guy is only getting three opportunities off of the opposing starting pitcher. He might hit the ball really hard and get out. Uh, so, it's tough in baseball when there's people coming and expecting to win 100% of the time because nobody will ever do that. Yeah, baseball is, is really a game of, of ups and downs, and, and you really don't know where it's going to go. And that's why I never bet on baseball and because I just I – can't, I can't do it because you could go into a matchup where it's – you know, you got Max Scherzer versus – I don't know, Adam Wilk or somebody like that. And maybe Scherzer just has a bad day. And maybe, you know, people are, the, the Nationals are hitting the crap out of the ball, but they're hitting, like you said, right at people. So baseball is definitely a little bit tougher, whether it's to bet on, whether it's daily fantasy uh, or anything like that. And, you know, in terms of challenging aspects, you mentioned, obviously, with the users who get into it, maybe for the wrong reason. When you were starting this whole thing up, what were some of the biggest challenges you had with starting this whole thing up when you were 18 years old and you had this idea? What challenges, what adversities did you have to face and and kind of break through to really get this thing going? Yeah, so I'd say probably the biggest challenge with starting a company, especially when you bring on a lot of people onto your team real quick, is that you don't really consider how much of your time each person will end up taking up. Um, I think a lot of times guys that work for us or customers or potential partners, they'll reach out and they'll only need 10 minutes of your time, five minutes of your time. And so they think, well, that's, that's nothing. It's fine. But if 20 or 30 people are reaching out to you every day, all of a sudden it's hours and hours of every single day um, that I, you don't, you can't really budget for that because you never really plan for people to reach out with you with an issue or an idea or some kind of thing that they would like you to, have some kind of say on. Uh, and so since you don't plan for that, you don't really factor that into your day. And then all of a sudden 
you spent three hours on the phone that day that you weren't planning on spending, and now you're behind on everything else. So that was the biggest challenge is kind of having to put some layers in where now we have managers for each sport. In the beginning, I tried to just kind of oversee every single sport, and it was insane. I mean, I could spend 16 hours a day on it and not really do it justice. So now we have managers that uh, cover every single sport, and then I work with the managers more than I work with everybody uh, just so I can try to keep myself sane, uh, not spending too many hours every single day. <laughs> and a good leader, he kind of delegates. And I think that's kind of what you, you've you gotten to the point now where, like you said, you have those managers, you have people that you can rely on and, and you've you know, taken some responsibility off your shoulders and you can trust and, and can deal with those people and deal with those issues. But, you know, that makes me feel even more special that you're spending some time, you know, and you, you even said however long you need tonight. <laughs> You know, so I appreciate that. You know, you're giving us uh, time here on the War with G, and, and uh, it's great to hear your story. And you mentioned that you were 18 when you came up with this idea. Obviously, you know, you, you're just going to college. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your Twitter right now, and you have a picture on there with your dad, so I'm assuming you're close with your parents. What were your parents like when you came to them and said, hey, mom and dad, I have this idea. I'm starting this company. I'm, I started this website. You know, what was their reaction like? right off the bat well you know it's funny at first they thought is it really worth it because i got to unc on a full scholarship and by making money in college i lose the scholarship because it's based on financial need um so mm. my parents thought well that's that's great that you want to do this and, and make money but you're just going to end up turning around and handing it to your university um and i said you know what i think it's worth the experience anyway um, and, and by doing that now, my scholarship goes to somebody else uh, who, who can't afford to go to the school. So I did it anyway, um, and I don't have the scholarship anymore. But uh, they overall, they were supportive. So that was kind of their first reaction as well, is it even worth it? But whether or not I end up with a profit at the end of the day uh, is, is secondary to me. I really value the opportunity to learn how to run a business and learn how to work with people and manage people and innovate um, so all the things that I've learned from this, I'd say, are more valuable than uh, the monetary gain uh, that I was set, setting out to make. Yeah, and that's great, man. You you looked at that situation completely right. You know, a lot of people would have said, oh, man, like I have this scholarship. Like I just want to like go and do college. I've got it for free anyways. I'm going to go. I'm going to take my classes. I'll go to some you know, sporting event. It's, it's North Carolina. I'll go out party and I'll have fun, you know, whatever. I'll get my education. Obviously, you're going to throw that in there, but, you know, you, you looked at it as, okay, I have an opportunity here to get some tangible business experience, and that's what you want to do, and had the wherewithal to say, hey, look, you know, if, if I don't need this scholarship, I, it can go to somebody else who truly does need it, who really wants to go to a good university and a good school in North Carolina, right. and maybe they just don't have the financial needs. So, man, like 18 years old and you're thinking about that stuff, that is, that is some next-level stuff because not a lot of people, I'm, I'm sure at your age, would have that mindset to think about that. So it just, that just tells me right off the bat that, one, you're a good human being, and, two, that you have uh, a very you know, forward-thinking mind, and, and that's exactly what you need for you know, running a company and things like that. So I think you're going to be all right. I think, that, you know, obviously things are going good right now and you've got the, the business running and whatnot, and you got it up, and you got a lot of people working for you. Uh, what 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 was the coolest thing that you've gotten to do through this opportunity, through 
running the website and maybe reaching out and talking to people? Have you got to go to any cool sporting events, cover anything cool, um, you know, maybe meet anybody, anything like that? Yeah, uh, I got to go to the NBA Finals and the World Series. Uh, obviously, both of those were amazing. But I'd, I'd say the coolest wow. thing I had the chance to do was I got to go to the Playboy Mansion uh, for a party uh, oh. with FanDuel for the Fantasy Baseball World Championship. And then my friends and I actually ended up winning. So we took first place. Uh, first place prize was $100,000, and we got to party at the Playboy Mansion all day. So uh, I hope I didn't peak already in my life, but I feel like there's a good chance that I did. Uh, <laughs> Man, it's hard, to, it's hard to live up to that, going out and winning uh, hundred grand <laughs> and partying at the Playboy Mansion. It don't get much better than that. Right. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. How, did you meet Hugh? No, Hugh stays inside. He he doesn't really come out for the oh. parties anymore. So, but oh, you know what? I I figured everyone thinks yeah, it's very disappointing. You don't get to meet Hugh, but they invite hundreds of models to the party, so Hugh is not really who I want to meet anyway. That's true. I mean, out of principle, it would kind of be cool. Obviously, he's getting up there in age. It would just be cool to say you met him. But I mean, I'm sure you met plenty other fine women and we're having a great time and like you said you guys won so that was that was even better so again we're talking with justin mcmahon here on the word with g on blogtalkradio.com wrsp radio and wrsp sports what's your favorite sport to cover out of all of them i know you guys do a lot of like different everything you know whether it's golf or mma or baseball basketball football whatever you know what is your favorite one to kind of work on maybe to write about in general yeah, baseball is actually my favorite. I think even though baseball has the most short-term volatility, I think in the long run, if you do it right, you usually win in the long run. I've never had a losing season of baseball. Uh, I've only had a few losing months, really, that, where things didn't go my way for a long period of time. Um, and that's true of sports like football, but I, football I find so frustrating because injuries are so frequent in football. Um, and in sports like NASCAR, there's so many crashes. Um, and in golf, I feel like my guy always gets a triple bogey at the worst possible time. <laughs> um, and so in baseball, obviously, there are frustrating things. But something about the game of baseball, there's just so many stats. There's so many things you can research. And uh, it's where I feel like I have the biggest edge. And, and I just enjoy writing about it so much. I could write two pages about one pick in baseball. Um, and, and I just I really enjoy researching it and writing about it yeah baseball is definitely a game filled with stats and i mean i i remember i'd be watching something and, and they'd be talking to somebody and, and for some former major leaguer on like mlb network and they could tell you like right off the top of their head how many hits they had how many rbis they had like all those baseball players we always keep our stats like i can tell you right off the top of my head how many college hits i had you know how many doubles how four. many triples how many home runs no, I had a little bit more than four. Add 26 <laughs> to that, and that's how many college hits that I had. Um, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't play all the time, but uh, it was still fun. You know, great experience. I really enjoyed that's it. Awesome. I wouldn't have traded it. I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. And it just kind of invaluable getting to be a part of a, a sports team, whether it be you know D3 or or whatever. But who's your fa- who is your favorite baseball team? You do you follow a, a specific team? Yeah, I'm a Phillies fan, so I haven't really been have anything to root for in a long time i still look at my 2008 world series poster that i bring with me everywhere i go 
Um, but that thing's getting raggedy, and I don't. It's not looking <laughs> like there's a new one coming on my wall anytime soon. Uh, so hey, I'm man. mostly I'm just rooting for my fantasy picks every day. <laughs> hey, uh, you you think Who's your 2008 poster is getting raggedy? My 1986 poster is getting raggedy real fast <laughs> for my Mets. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, at least you got to yeah. – you know, I was – the World Series that I went to, it was Game 1 Mets-Royals where Alcides Escobar hit the inside-the-park oh, home run God. first thing. And then Alex Gordon hit bottom nine, two outs, tied it up with the home run dead center. That was probably the most intense single moment of sports I've ever witnessed. Thank you for making me relive that moment. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. I made Jake relive the exact same moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did, and I'm sure you enjoyed it. Um, all right, I got, like, two more for you. What is your long-term goal, first of all, with this website? Where do you see this thing going? What you know? What heights do you hope it reaches? I would love for DFI to be something that every Daily Fantasy player knew as a fun community that they – you got to be a part of it. If you're in, If you play Daily Fantasy sports, if you're into fantasy sports – you got to be a part of DFI. It's just the most fun community. Um, the the, anal- the analysis is great, um, and I want people to know that. But that's probably true for a lot of sites. Um, but I want our community to be the most fun, in addition to having the best content. Uh, and so, yeah, I have I have big long term goals for it. I'm not I'm not sure how long it could take us to get there, but I definitely think that we can get there. And you said you're studying sports management at, at UNC. What is your what's your dream job? You know, like I know you're still in school and and you you've got a year until you you become a real adult uh, and get out into the real world and whatnot. And it's not the funnest place, but you you actually have a really good head start, which is awesome. But what is your dream job? You think about it now. Where do you you know where do you want to end up? Where do you what, what you fall asleep at night and you think about man like I want to do this job or I, I would love to be in that guy's position doing something. Wh- whose whose job would you like to have? What would you like to be doing? Yeah, I, I've said since I was little, I really want to run a professional baseball team. Uh, and I really would love to be the general manager or the president of an MLB team. Um, and that's I'm sure that's that's many years away, but I think someday I'll be able to make it happen. And so that's kind of that's my long-term goal. But um, for now, I'm just taking whatever great opportunities I can get within sports uh, and just keep kind of just keep adding to what I'm learning and uh, keep improving my resume more or less. So basically, the dream job would be to take over the Phillies and bring them to another World Series championship. Back to back World Series championships, really, if we're going to be specific. <laughs> That's what. I'd like to go. I'd like to get back to back championships as the GM. That would be that would be the ultimate goal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not just settle your back championships. Yep, I hear you. Um, and, and finally, give give me some advice. You know, obviously, because you like you said, and we've talked a lot about it, and I've mentioned it a lot. Eighteen year old kid, you know, give give me some advice that you, you maybe if you're talking to somebody, you know, an eighteen year old kid coming up, you know, not really knowing what they want to do with their their lives, and 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 thinking about getting into either sports management or sports media. Uh, what, what what's some advice that you've kind of learned throughout your journey, your short journey so far? with this whole opportunity that you've kind of created for yourself, just what would be some, some advice that you would give somebody? Yeah, I would say that probably the toughest thing is uh, like kind of feeling like you don't have time for anything. And so the advice that I would give is to make time to read, even though you're going to feel like you don't really have time for anything. The best minds out there don't have time to teach classes at universities. And that is nothing, that's not a knock on the 
professors at any university out there, but the absolute smartest people that have the best advice, they're writing books because they don't have time to teach a class. So take the opportunity to read what they're telling you. And I feel like I have learned so much more about how to run a business from the books that I've read about businesses rather than business classes that I've taken. And so you don't want to get too caught up in the shuffle and just never read a book. I know a lot of kids who haven't read a book by choice um, like since high school. And I, I think that you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, you're doing yourself <laughs> a disservice by not, not taking the opportunity to learn for instead of paying thousands and thousands of tuition dollars, you could pay $15 and get a paperback and probably learn a lot more. Do you have any books that you could recommend somebody that you've read that you thought, you know, maybe like, man, these, these have really helped me throughout my journey. Yeah. Um, How Google Works is a fantastic book about business culture. Uh, It's written by the founders of Google about how they built their culture within their company. And that's kind of how I've modeled the culture of my own company. I really just took it from them. Um, No reason to create it yourself if it's already proven to work somewhere else. Uh, Obviously, adapt a few things for your own company, but that's a great book, How Google Works. I like it. And and last one, how how – what is the secret to this? You know, how how are you so successful and how is your team so successful winning all this money? Because I've played daily fantasy and I haven't had great success in it. Uh, but I, I like the season-long fantasy and I haven't really got back into daily fantasy. What You know, how do you guys – what is the secret? How are you guys so successful? Can you share that or not yeah, really? So- yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I it would be a whole another podcast to really totally answer that question. But uh, I'd say one of the big things is is effective bankroll management, uh, which means that you you want to stay consistent, join leagues intelligently, put an intelligent amount of your money on the table every day. Um, and and what the mistake a lot of people do is they deposit twenty dollars. Let's say they win the first day, they win forty dollars. Next day they put forty dollars in. So you could see how that cycle would eventually leave you at zero. Um, and yeah. so they might win three days in a row. They win 80, then they win 160, and then they go again, and then they finally lose and go back to zero. And now they've won three days and, lo- and lost one day, but they're down $20. And so that's kind of the big one of the big secrets that's a quick answer is, is that you want to stay consistent uh, so that you don't do that to yourself, which most people do. That's definitely true. I mean, you have to be smart with your money. But, yeah, I would definitely like to have you on again and kind of get more in-depth in, in into that because I think that would be really interesting, uh, another interesting show that we could kind of do. And uh, I think it would provide a lot of good insight to people listening and who love uh, Daily Fantasy. And, and if it, just another question that I'm just kind of thought of off the top of my head. You know, a lot of people are into the you know season-long fantasy. You sign up with your buddies and whatnot. If there's somebody out there who's maybe not sure about trying daily fantasy, why would you suggest that they try daily fantasy if they've never really done it before? What are some advantages that you like about daily fantasy uh, other rather than season-long fantasy? Yeah, the biggest advantage to daily fantasy uh, can be summed up with a story of my season-long fantasy last year. First round of my draft, I take Adrian Peterson – Fourth round, I take Jonathan Stewart as my second running back. Both of those guys got hurt so fast that I was playing exclusively Fandle and DraftKings by, like, week four. I mean, I had just given (laughs) up on my season. There was no running backs to pick up that early in the year, and you're not going to win without running backs. So 
uh, my season-long fantasy leagues almost always come down to did my best players get hurt or did they stay healthy? And I don't think that's a fun way to determine who of your friends gets the bragging rights for who's the best fantasy sports player um, because health of players is extremely hard to predict, uh, if not impossible. So playing daily fantasy, you pick a new team every week, so injuries are only going to impact you if one of your players happens to get hurt within the game that week, which does happen, but not nearly as often as the whole course of the season. Um, and then also the opportunity to make a lot more money. I mean, you only can make like $100 or $200 in your season-long fantasy leagues most of the time, um, but you could win $100,000 every single week on FanDuel or DraftKings or uh, some of the other sites are starting to grow even bigger now. So a lot of the daily fantasy sites just give you a lot more opportunity to, to switch up your team every week and make a lot more money. There you go. I think that should be the name of the next show that we do together. How to win $100,000 G and Mac. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what we're going to have to do next time. But Justin, I really appreciate you giving me a bunch of time here and, uh, and jumping on the show once again. And uh, I love having you on, love talking to you. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't wait until it come, becomes football season again, because that, that is the one biggest fantasy uh, sport that I'm into and I, I love picking your brain and kind of going over some things so maybe we can do that as well uh, when, when we get closer to the football season but again I really appreciate the time and, and kind of just give give the listeners uh, let the listeners know like what you guys are you know where they can find you and, and, and all this other stuff that you're doing yeah so uh, I'm on Twitter it's just my name Justin McMahon it's M-A-C-M-A-H-A-N uh, our company Twitter is DF Insider and you can get our free picks on dailyfantasyinsider.com. There's some strategy on there. There's articles posted every day. Everything on that website is completely free. Uh, and then if you want more of our content, if you really want to join our community, that's at dfiuniversity.com where our complete strategies are there, our chat room, our exclusive articles. And uh, in the next week or two, our war rooms will also be there. Uh, and I think we have some of the lowest prices on the whole industry uh, for joining our community. We really want it to be an inclusive area where everyone who plays DFS, whether it's a lot or a little bit, everyone's a part of it, uh, and we want to make it a lot of fun. 